All right, so this is Scissors and Scrubs yep. menopause episode mm -hmm. and pre-pregnancy episode. No, post-pregnancy post episode. And at the end of this episode, we are going to interview one of my girlfriends who gave me the idea to do these topics. Mm -hmm. um, because she herself is going through menopause, mm -hmm. and she's had a little bit of a rough road with it, and we were talking about it one night. So um, we are going to include that at the end of this. I want to thank Emily again for doing the interview with us. She's hysterical, and I love her. And hopefully you'll realize you're not alone out there going through this. Yeah, and Emily, hang in there. Not that much. <laughs> Sounds awful. Yeah. Hang in there. So here is our menopause episode. All right. Welcome to Scissors and Scrubs. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. And we have a Mother's Day episode. I can't believe it's that time of year already. It is that time of year, I and I don't even know if we're ever going to be able to see our parents again. I know. We're well, still in goddamn quarantine. Yeah. From a distance, my poor mother. Right. So, um, Mother's Day episode has evolved. Mm -hmm. We thought maybe we'd do things up the vagina, but <laughs> we passed that, and we decided to do life after pregnancy in mm -hmm. menopause. Yes. And I also took um, sex after menopause, which should be fun. That's frightening. And you know what's going to make it even more fun is I have to kick my daughter out because she's actually sitting in the room with me and I can't, uh, no. I can't do that. No. Hi, Vienna. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to let you start this whole thing since pregnancy comes before menopause. Yes. Though there are women who have been in menopause and then delivered a baby uh, in this screwed up weird old world we live in. So yeah. let's start with pregnancy though because that's the natural order of things. Okay. So... I was just looking through like, oh, you know, normal things that happen after pregnancy mm -hmm. to our bodies. Um, and then I saw this article on LiveScience.com. It's 18 ways pregnancy may change your body forever. And it was written by <laughs> Laura. Only 18? Only 18. Because I think there's a hell of a lot more than that. I didn't even cover the 18. I covered like the ones I, like the ones I feel like everybody talks about all the time. Right. Um, it was written by Laura Gagle. Um. So the number one thing to me that I have noticed is your shoe size. Did this happen to you? <laughs> That's the one you... This is the, It drives me nuts. Not the fact that when you sneeze, you pee your pants. I don't do like that. that. I don't do that. But I do. my shoe size, I have said this for years. I'm like, I had an eight before I had kids and I'm a nine now. Every, both children flattened me out a half a size. Yeah. I um, think that scrubbing too, though, has done that. Yeah, but I was like, I know this is pregnancy-induced. And, like, everyone's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm telling you it is. So, anyways, this was on her list. There are two main reasons your feet grow from pregnancy, and they are your weight gain and hormones. Hormones make your feet grow. Yes, I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> I'm dying to hear. The extra pregnancy weight, obviously, will flatten your arch. You got extra weight on you. It's going to help flatten out your arch. With Jack, I should have grown 14 sizes. I didn't. I don't know how. Um, I should feel like Shaq. I should. I literally should be a size 15. Um, and then you have a hormone called relaxin. And that helps relax ligaments in the pelvis for childbirth. Birth. So you make this naturally when you're pregnant. But it can all. it also loosens ligaments all over including in your feet. So you get the extra weight and then everything's loose. So it's flattening it out. Um, so feet can grow, which I say, half a shoe size. <laughs> I was like, exactly. Half a shoe. I was an eight. Which I say. Yep. Um, so you can grow, they can grow half a shoe size per pregnancy. And it is a permanent change. 
Oh, I know. I'm a mm-hmm. nine forever. Yeah. Doesn't go back. Nope. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm being judged when I go to the shoe store. I'm oh not going to lie. I feel my, like I'm being judged I, like, when I have bolts store. on the bottom of my leg. I mean, I have long legs, so it doesn't look wicked weird, but I mean, they'll think. I got thick feet. Yeah. I get clawed hoppers, as my mother would like yep, to say. Clawed hoppers. Um, the second one I'm going to talk about is also one that affected me greatly. Weight gain. I didn't have a ton. So with Jack, I know I've told you this, but I made them, you know, they weigh you every time you go. And I gained like so much weight. So when I got to a 75 pound weight gain, I told them. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. I was like a balloon. I was like a balloon. My face looked like I was going to pop. It was oh horrifying. What were you eating? I was going to the gym three days a week. Everything. Like it was, I have no wow. idea. So anyway, so at that point I said, I refuse to look at the scale. I will stand with my back to it and do not <laughs> tell me out loud. So I don't know how much I actually gained in the end, but it was a I dis- think with all of them, I'm lucky if I put on, I mean, I was so sick with Vienna. I barely put on 25 pounds. No. But I was the heaviest I ever was after I had her. I had like six weeks out. I'm like. Oh, I had to have dropped some weight, blah, blah, blah. And I got on the scale and I was two pounds heavier than it. Oh, God. my last week with her. I was like, what the fuck? So what I, did she do to me? I gained all that weight with him. It was disgusting. And then I <laughs> gave birth to him and I didn't lose that much. He was eight pounds. I probably lost 10. It was not good. And then I kind of let it go because I was like, well, I just had a baby. I just had a baby. I just had a baby. And he was born in June. And at Christmas, like I was going to a party or something. I was getting dressed and I looked at myself and I said, if I look like this for one more day. I'm going to lose my mind. Like, all of a sudden, I was fine, like, fine with it, fine with it, fine with it, ignored it, ignored it, and, and then, then I was like, worked. I'm done. I did Weight Watchers, three months, I was skinnier yeah. than I was before I had them. I was like, why didn't I do this right away? Like, it was, but anyway, so. I, I did Weight Watchers with my daughter. Yeah. They took it off. I should have done it right yep. away. It was ridiculous. But anyways, Sam, I only gained 25 pounds. I have my, I wore my jeans up until the day I had them. Like, I literally just had him. Three weeks later, I was back to the same size. I was like, what? And they're like, what did you do different? I'm like, nothing. Literally nothing. I worked out well with Jack. I have no idea. So you never know why you're going to gain it. No. I mean, I'm tall, so I was able to hide my babies because they would be like, oh, this is going to be six pounds. And my son was almost nine. Yeah. So he was like wrapped around my spine. He was clawing around my kidneys. He was in there. But because I'm tall, I was able to hide a lot of it. Oh, my God. Well, my sister. When my sister was pregnant with her first son, she's six feet tall. So she can hide a whole, you know, three babies in there and not know. Yeah. And I was. She could hide me in there. Yeah. When she was nine months pregnant, I was four or five months pregnant with Sam. And I I had to go to the hospital with her. And I was like, if I, when we go in, they're not going to know who's having the baby. Because <laughs> this was my second. So I already had popped, you know, like months before. Yeah. I literally only had a stomach. I was like thin, but I only had the stomach. And I was like, they're going to think I'm having it, the baby, not you. You know, and she's like, I know. I'm like, it was, but anyways. So on average, a woman will be two and a half to five pounds heavier than she was prior to pregnancy per baby. So if you so weighed a hundred, two and a half to five pounds afterwards, you know, like that will mm-hmm. be a weight afterwards. Um, one in four women still have an extra 11 pounds hanging around a year after giving birth. Oh, I had it friggin' 12 years after giving birth. <laughs> I, I just got rid of it. I was good with that. I did have it by a year. I couldn't believe it, but I was thinner than before with Jack mm-hmm. and Sam. It was gone like almost immediately. I kept creeping up. I kept creeping up. Yeah. I had enough. I was about to kill myself with Jack. <laughs> um, 
So don't feel bad. Every, you know, everybody gains Every it. Every woman's done it. You're going to be a little heavier than you were before, most likely. Um, three. The third thing I'm going to talk about, which I, I didn't have. Vaginal changes. it's not that much the vagina obviously stretches yeah during childbirth you you gotta get that baby's head out of that gigantic head out yep it does shrink down it does shrink back it goes back it's It's not gonna gonna stay a bowling alley forever (laughs) however it shrinks back to almost its original size it's a little roomier than uh, like a balloon that it was Yeah. yeah Um, but most women will permanently have a wider vagina after giving birth. I'm so glad to know that. Yeah. Thank God I'm with the same man who probably <laughs> hasn't noticed the difference. No. I will say, so after I had my first, when I tell you he blazed a way through, yeah. he told me I was almost a fourth degree tear, which means you tear from one hole to the next. Yep. Okay. To this day, he is 16. To this day, I can still feel when it. Like when it's that time of month yeah. or whatever, I can feel the tear mm-hmm. at that time, yeah. and it's not comfortable. No, I'm telling you, we really got the short end of the I stick. Know. I can feel that. I, like you get that weird pressure. The pressure, cramping it's pressure. thing there. Yeah. yeah, I get that too. I can't stand to like it. Never fails. Mm-hmm. Any man who's listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Tough shit. Your time's coming for Father's Day, yeah. but anytime, like I always get it. The, the day I have to work a 12 hour. Oh, yeah. And if I have to stand, mm-hmm. I want to kill myself yeah. because I feel like All that it's, it's just, it's yeah. brutal. It's like it's brutal. sitting on that scar. Yeah. Yeah. I hear exactly. you. Right on the scar. Yeah. I hear you. So it's not, if it's you, it's not just you. It's everybody. Everyone's a little wider now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes more room because they get a little saggier. Yeah. <laughs> then the next one I also don't have luckily I think it's because I had my children when I was like 12 um is peeing <laughs> so when you push a baby out of your V your China yeah as Gary likes to say the China it can it can cause incontinence which everybody knows everybody's heard of this mm-hmm. um because it can weaken it you know all the pushing and the baby and the moving around it can weaken your muscles you use for bladder control and all the supportive tissue around it holding your bladder in place Mm -hmm. and then because all that supportive tissue is now stretched out or affected it can cause a um, prolapsed pelvic floor Mm -hmm. which means your uterus or your bladder is now hanging out yeah it's hanging out i mean if you see the old ladies with these prolapsed uterus they're literally the uterus it's out between their legs. It's they're, they're sitting on it. When they sit down, yeah. they're sitting on it. It's like a fanny pack. It's unbelievable. They have mm-hmm. surgery for that now. You can fix it great. Don't yeah. sit around on your uterus. Yeah. Get no, it put no. back. And plus, so I'm going to be one of the, those OI nurses. I'm going to have like EKG leads stuck to my uterus. <laughs> it's going to be like tap shoes. I'm going to proline stuck on Just the bottom. stick it into your sneaker. <laughs> Get it fixed because it will help. If they'll bring up everything. All that connective tissue. Right. So your bladder will also be in a better place so you won't be incontinent um women who have c-sections can also experience incontinence um you can do kegels to help strengthen your pelvic floor muscles while you're sitting Mm -hmm. around watching tv do some kegels it's not it's not high i can tell you this is something i dealt with 
especially yeah after that so day. i was pregnant with one and i was holding another and i sneezed and i peed my pants and then after i had the three of them I, somebody's like come on my trampoline and i completely wet myself <gasps> on the trampoline but i will say the more i ran the more i did these things the tighter it got and the better it got yeah. i'm probably sure in about 10 years i'll be wetting my pants if i laugh too hard but it's not something you can't, like, the more you do whatever it is that's making, like, you know, you, I, we'd do a boot camp, and I'd do it with all these women. It would all wet our pants. <laughs> you know, it was like this. We're doing jumping jacks. Yep, I'll wet myself right now. Wet myself. Oh, my uh, God. But it did get better. Yeah. Do the, are you going to do the exercises? Tighten. Talk to your doctor. They'll give you things to do. But right. I, right. I think because I was so young. That probably helped a lot. I never, I didn't have, I don't know. Because when women are meant to have babies, young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine were after 30. Mm -hmm. You were, I think, 12 when you yeah, had your ass. just about. Um, so, it, I mean, we were meant to have them younger. Mm. I know women are making choices to have them later, but in the in scheme your body. of life. Yes, and your your body wants it younger. Your body meant to have them in your 20s, yeah. you know. So, yeah, you recover a lot easier. I think it bounces back a little better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fifth thing. Uh oh Teeth. What about your teeth? Your teeth fall oh. out. The, yeah. the American Journal of Public Health did a study in 2008 that found the more children a woman had, the likelier they were to lose a tooth. Women between I didn't 30 teeth. I didn't either, but I never got a cavity until after I had a baby. Well, I have four crowns now, does that count? Yeah, so your teeth decay. Um, women between 35 and 49 with one kid had lost an average of two teeth. Women with two kids lost four. And women with four or more kids lost seven. All right, I've had three and I haven't lost any. So I you think that's just a flip. You scale. might. It's up to, it was, the study was 35 to 49. You still get you a couple of years. look like that kid from the Tiger King, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> kid with the three teeth. Mm -hmm. um, also during pregnancy, your gums become enlarged because of the extra blood flow. So you get like the bleeding gums and stuff. Um, and hormonal mm -hmm. cha changes change the bacteria in your mouth. So your hormones change, your bacteria in your mouth changes, so your teeth decay faster. Fucking hormones. Yeah, so make sure you take extra good care of your teeth while you're pregnant and then after. So lay off the ice cream? I mean, probably. Helps with the weight probably. in the teeth? Yeah, or at least brush them real good after. Um, the next thing I was going to talk about um, was your boobs. <laughs> I don't want to talk about what happened. To my boobs, and I didn't breastfeed. All right, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. If I could have one plastic surgery procedure, yeah, I'd a fix lift. those bad boys. I get a little lift. Yep. yep. I just want to lift them back up where they started. Yeah, that's because it, it's never going to happen on your own. No matter how much I, chest exercises you do, not happening. I vividly remember. I vividly remember after my first, mm -hmm. and you, I got engorged. I didn't breastfeed. Oh my god. The oh. thought of it disgusted me. I'm not saying it's wrong. No. It's not for me. Not just not for me. It wasn't for me. It was like having a, like an ant, like, no, 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 it just wasn't for me. So I can, I was engorged. So they were huge. I had lettuce leaves on. I mean, it was re weird. Yeah. And then I remember getting out of the shower and looking in the mirror and thinking, what the hell happened? Yeah. Where did they go? They were like two fried eggs on a hanger. <laughs> they were horrible. And they've never been fixed. No, they say they don't go back. So yeah. I, what I, I think it was Jack. Was it Jack I was pregnant with? I think it was Jack. No, it wasn't Jack. I thought I got, in, when I had Jack, I didn't breastfeed either. And I was like, you know, maybe four days 
after we were home, I was like, oh, I'm really tender and sore. I'm like, oh, this must be what they mean when you're engorged. Then I had Sam. I woke up one day. I was like, oh, my God, I must be having a heart attack. My chest is like, I have so much yeah. pressure. No, it was my boobs. They literally came up over my collarbones. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. <laughs> I couldn't put my arms down because they were that much yep. under my arms. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't know what to do. I went in the bathroom, and I'm, I take my shirt off and stand in the mirror. I'm hysterical laughing. I'm no, hysterical. Like, I have never seen something like that in my life. And I was like, Mike, you have got to come in and see this. He's like, I remember saying to Brian, look at him. Don't touch no, him. No, no. Look at it. Don't even breathe in my direction. But yeah. I was like, you have to see this. I was hysterical. He's like, oh, my God. Like, it was, yeah. I, you, I mean, Pamela Anderson didn't have big emotions. If they were ridiculous. And then they would tell me to put cabbage leaves on. Cabbage leaves. I did that. They smelled. So I walked around smelling like a fucking salad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it felt great because you kept it in the fridge. You put that cold on it. It was like, oh. But then Brian would be like, what's that smell? I'm like, that's my cabbage leaves. (laughs) They must be wilting. (laughs) Yeah, they come off like all soggy and wilting. It was gross. You're like frying them off. Yeah, all. It was disgusting. disgusting. Engorged breasts. One night it was so bad. I was like, give me the baby. Give me the baby. And he's like, don't do it. You don't want to do it. It's just going to happen again. I'm like, give me the baby. I can't take it anymore. And he's like, don't. You said you didn't want to do it. And I didn't. And they went away a couple days later. But it was awful. But then it's like literally. Yeah. Completely gone. You're like, oh. Yeah. I don't know which is worse. The painful engorgement or looking at this. It's bad. The aftermath. Yeah. It was awful. So what happens to your boobs? You have dormant fat in your breasts. That, I can't wait to hear what happens to my boobs. I know. That changes, that dormant fat that's in everybody's breasts. Yeah. Changes to I fun- dormant fat everywhere. Yeah. It changes to functional tissue during pregnancy so that you can breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they become larger. While you're pregnant, they get, you know, that fat gets yeah. firmer and everything. They get larger. Um, then when you stop breastfeeding, that tissue shrinks up and is... It's gone now. It's like it, like necrosis, kind of. It's just gone. Okay, so why couldn't that happen to my ass? Yeah, I don't know. So, and fat isn't replacing it. Like, when it was fat and it turned into functional, it was being replaced. Now that functional tissue just goes away and nothing's replacing it. So now you just get two shriveled up eggs in a hanger. Yeah. So <laughs> you you just, they shrink. They, they're just gone. Um, they're they flat. If you gain weight or you get pregnant again, they will get bigger again. So if you put on a, a tremendous amount of weight, your breasts will refill because you're going to get fat there. Um, but if you are, if you don't have another baby or if you stay fit and you, you're exercising, that fat's not going back there. So yeah. those are your boobs forever. Well, I figured Victoria's secret is she figures out how to get a bra that puts them back on your chest. Yeah. that's Basically. You just need something to lift them up. Yeah. You need to get a nice bra that's going to put all that shit back where it started when you were 18. Right. So unless you have smoking you, mirrors after birth, all no. smoking mirrors. So once you, you know, unless you put on weight and your boobs get bigger from that, your boobs are going to be smaller than before after pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then drooping is actually called ptosis. Um, and once they fall, they will never naturally get back up. Do you have to keep rubbing it in? I'm just telling you. Hey, mine too. Mine have to keep rubbing down it in. I my know they're not going back. I know it. Yeah. And I that, keep pulling on them every time I get out of the shower. I lift them up. <laughs> I put 
hook them up. I'm like, well, if I, if I could just tack them, you know. Yeah, I just want them to, you know, do that little cut underneath and yeah. fold them in on each other, and that'll be great. God bless my husband. He could care less, but they bother me. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, they're gross. So, um, <laughs> and they don't naturally, no, they don't naturally get back up because the ligaments in the elastin um, that held the fat in place originally has been stretched out from all the, like, overgrowth and stimulation. Right. So then that doesn't come back together. Once it's stretched, it's stretched. Yeah, they're done. They're yeah. done. The boobs are done. Yeah. Kiss them goodbye. They will never be the same again. Nope. Get a little plastic surgery if you need them to be back. Yeah, well, yeah. I wouldn't mind putting a couple of silicone in there to bring them up. I don't even know. I just literally want them to do a lift. Like, I don't... I would even take a little more padding. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't... My padding's fine. It's but just... my shirt's a little bit better. The lift my scissors would be good. and scrubs, you know? Yeah. Um, another thing that I have that I had to deal with, um, is stretch marks. Um, I didn't have those. So I swear to God, you know, people like, oh, I did this with the cocoa butter and the shake, whatever the hell. It doesn't matter. If you're going to get them, if you're, if you're going to get them, you're going to get them. It is not what cream you applied or what oil you lathered (laughs) in you. What you did, it didn't do. I think it's a You either get get stretch marks or you don't. Um. So pinkish, reddish, you know, when you first get them, they're like pink and red. Um, The stretch marks can appear when pregnant or during any large increase or decrease in your weight. You know, if you gain a ton of weight, it's not just pregnancy. You're going to, if you get stretch marks. You can get them in your boobs. Yeah. Anyway, people get them, boys get them on their arms or like under their arms when they work out and stuff. Um, They will not go away. Once you have a stretch mark, it is there. Right. Um, But it will get lighter. So it will be like a white. Mm-hmm. Like a shiny white skin, so it's not pink and red and like in your face. It's more of a skin tone after I mean, a while. Some women we have seen their stretch marks. Oh, they're are... like ribbons. Yes, mine are very small ones, so not that I like I them, but I was I lucky them. that those are the ones I got. Some women's right. are like rib- literally it, it, ribbons. All yeah, it looks like somebody clawed their stomach. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so again, doesn't go away. You get that for life. Yeah, um, we really go. What do men have after babies? Nothing. They no. got nothing. No. No, they got to wait six weeks and then everything's fine. Yeah, and then they're right back to normal. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I was going to talk about is hair loss, which I oh. had big time. Yep. So during pregnancy, the increase in your hormones makes less of your hair fall out. So, you know, when you're pregnant, your hair's thick and luscious and, you know, really mm-hmm. nice hair. So then after pregnancy, your hormones go back to normal. So then you see this huge loss of hair around about six months postpartum because you had all that hair not falling out all it that time. So it looks like you're losing every single last stitch of your hair. You're not. You're just losing all that extra hair. Right. And it, that does resolve usually by a year to 18 months. I remember I would, it would be on my pillow. It would, I would touch my hair. It would just fall out of my hands. And then my yeah, sister the had. shower. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. But literally, I'd wake up in the morning, there'd just be hair all over the pillow. I was like, oh my god. Um, Then I remember my sister had um, Stephen, and then she called me like a few months later or whatever, and she's like, my hair is like falling out like you wouldn't believe. I'm like, no, I I do believe it, because my hair fell out. And she's like, no, no, Mm. you don't understand the amount of hair that's falling out of my head. I'm like, no, I I do, because a ton of my hair fell out, you know, and she's... She's like, no, I have to go. The- I'm going to the doctors. And I'm like, it's because you just had a baby. And she's like, no, there's something wrong with me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm okay. Like, I'm like, I'm telling you, it's because you had a baby. You know, and she's right. like, no, I got to go to the doctor. I have to go to the doctors. You have no idea how much hair is falling out of my head. I'm like, okay. So she went to the doctor. They're like, well, it's because you just had a baby. I'm like, see? Oh, 
stupid. We had one of our friends complaining because she had those little the baby, baby hairs coming yeah. in around the top of her head, yeah. like because it was sticking straight out. She's like, "What? What is this?" Like, because you just had a baby. Yeah, it's growing back. You're lucky. It's coming back. Yeah, but, great time. It's a great time having a baby. Yeah. So we have all these things happen to us, but it's yeah, you know I mean, for the for the kids. You have three. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. Two. To um, look back on for everything mm-hmm. that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, my body is never the same. No. Um, my hemorrhoids still come back, like with a vengeance. <gasps> I, God bless. Also, that's another thing. I didn't even go there. I never had them. I had them, and I had them with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with the pressure on the scar. Yeah. The hemorrhoids like to pop out every once in a while, make yeah. a visit, like they miss me. And um, <laughs> don't I don't miss them. It. And no. it's... I can remember taking my daughter home from the hospital. She slept through the night, and I was up all night with oh. the hemorrhoids. Oh. Yep, it was fun. It was That's a lot awesome. of fun. My body has never been the same. No. I have gotten the weight off. It's taken a long time, no. but I've gotten the weight off. But it is an active process. And, and I say, feel like, I mean, I don't know how scientific this is, but you, I was that big at one point. So I feel like it's easier Yes, I have my body to go. likes to reset itself to the higher weight. Yeah, it's like, oh, remember you were this big? Let's try that again. No. I like that weight. Let's go back. No. Um, You know, it's hard. And you have to realize it took you nine months to get there. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you nine months to get back. Women expect, some women can leave in the clothes they they were in before they had kids. Some women cannot. And I don't think you should judge or beat up anybody who um, is struggling to get back because Mm -hmm. it, it takes a long time to get back after kids. I mean, you give birth to a human life. Right. You got to walk away with realizing you give birth to a human life. Yeah. You know? Relax. It's fine. Like I said, it took me six months to even get to the headspace of right. I'm unhealthy. Like I have to do something. And you know, you're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, you're miserable. Your I'm life's miserable. completely changed. My kids were like, sleeping. Yeah. You know, it's having babies isn't fun. Maybe <laughs> some women, some women born to like. I was talking to one of my. Um, husband's friends and his wife is born to be a mother she's had six kids mm-hmm. she eats drinks and sleeps being a mother and love my children yeah. i love having them yeah. was i born to be a mother no. eh, not so much yeah not so much i'm not the let's wear an apron and cook cookies no. that's not me no. um hopefully they'll look back on their childhood memories and still love me yeah. and not need too much therapy oh no, i think so i hope so yeah but um i'm not like the, i'm just not that mom no, me neither. Not, me neither. So I am trying to get all that weight off. And um, that brings us into menopause because mm-hmm. I'm at the age where I'm dancing around it. I can see it at yeah. the end of the tunnel. I'm dancing around it. I'm not really there yet, yeah. but signs of it are showing up. Yeah, you're peri. You're peri menopause. I'm kind of peri. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of pre-peri. Mm-hmm. So um, are you done with pregnancy? Yeah, I just... The only other thing I was going to say, the best tip I ever got was do not look down. After you have that baby, and I'm not talking about your vagina, do not look down at your stomach. Because it is no. the most horrifying. Yeah. You, it's like goobly, gobbly. I like, over to dry my hair, and I was like, <gasps> whose stomach is don't that? Don't look down. Give it a good solid few months before you yeah. look down at your abdomen. And not for nothing. It'll go away. It'll never be what it was before you have it. It is not the same as it was. It will never be there. But it, it is not. Those for don't look down for minimum a month. Don't look down for a month. It's like loose and hangy and yeah. That's and advice don't I ever got. Compare yourself to goddamn Beyonce and Demi Moore well, and you, all of them. Who they get like, laser ultrasound, yeah, all this yeah. shit immediately after, so it all goes right back into place. Yep. Don't we're not and doing that. We're normal people. Diets. Yeah. They have fucking nannies taking yeah. care of that kid, so they're sleeping at night. So yeah. don't for one no. second 
try to compare yourself to these nutbag ladies. Yep. That's it. Right. Don't look down. That's all. Don't look, I agree. A hundred percent. Yep. All right. Menopause. Mm-hmm. Men. Of course the word men is in menopause. <laughs> Why not? I'm going to say about that. All right. So menopause was a coined term in 1821 Ooh. by a French doctor called Dr. Charles Pierre Louis de Gardin. He has a Gardin. lot of names. That's a lot of names. He has quite a name. Mm-hmm. And he coined it, parentheses, Les Menopause. I guess if you put Les in front of any word, it makes it fancier. It does. Les Saggy Boobs. <laughs> See, it doesn't sound as bad. No. <laughs> Les White Vagina. Yeah. Um, okay. So some doctors will like to use the word hysteria related to menopause because um, it has to do with the uterus. What right. am I missing? No, no. Oh, I'm asking Mike to get me water. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm um, calling Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, oh. menopause, Mike. Um, so they were they would use the word hysteria to describe women in menopause because of history for I mean hist for the uterus. Yeah. Um. Obviously, menopause has been around since women have existed. Yes. But nobody really understood what the hell it was. Mm-hmm. And it comes in three stages. Lucky it's a, us. It's a lovely time. Yeah, it can't just be an on off switch. No, we got to go through three stages. Yeah. Over menopause. years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah. So, stage one would be perimenopause. Mm-hmm. This is the time when your hormones begin to change in preparation for menopause. Mm-hmm. And it's a good time. Let me tell you, it's a good mm-hmm. time. Okay? It can last anywhere from a few months to several years. Mm-hmm. I'm in this several years window. Mm-hmm. Um, many women begin perimenopause some point after their mid-40s. Mm-hmm. I am only 35, so I don't know how I'm possibly in perimenopause. I'm, I'm only 40. I'm, I'm lying if anybody hasn't. I'm perimenopausal. Yeah. I'm older than mid-35, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not going to admit that. Some women will skip perimenopause and go right into menopause. That would be nice. It would be nice. Why do I have to deal with menopause this? Menopause ain't no either. I know, but cut one out. Like, why do you need all of them? <laughs> cut out one stage. Yeah. Because we're going to make women miserable for that fucking apple from yeah. day one. Yeah. Okay? Just keep suffering. From the moment you're born till the moment you die, <laughs> we're going to make you miserable. All right. So about 1% of women begin menopause before the age of 40. Me. That's me. I'm not menopause, perimenopause. All right. Early menopause is between 40 and 45. Mm -hmm. So during perimenopause, Mm -hmm. your periods become irregular. Mm -hmm. So you potentially have them every three weeks. Mm -hmm. They may last two days. They may last three weeks. Mm -hmm. You all over the place. Mm -hmm. You may be late. You may skip one or more. You could go three months and not have one, and then you're going to hemorrhage for two months. Mm -hmm. Um, They can be heavier or they can be lighter. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you will enter phase two, menopause, mm-hmm. which is technically the term is lack of menstruation for one year yeah. is officially menopause. It is different for every woman and it can be more severe. I have to flip my page. Okay. It can be more severe when it occurs over a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. My mother mm-hmm. through menopause. Mm-hmm. My mother through menopause. <laughs> we almost moved out. Yeah. We actually sat her down and gave her an ultimatum. Oh. It's you or us. Oh. You're out or we're out. 
And her answer was, I'm not, I'm not that bad. She was like Tiger King, where one minute you're petting them, and the next minute they're trying to rip your leg off. Yeah. That was my mother in menopause. To this day, she will deny it was that bad. It was a nightmare. My mother, her perimenopause, like when she was, you know, when we were in school stuff, yep. she got um, wicked anxiety. Like, wicked anxiety. She kept thinking she was choking and, like, she had yep. something in her throat. And we're like, it's anxiety. No, there's something. We're like, no, it's, the, you know, it was like a whole back and forth thing about this right. choking anxiety thing. And now I now get, I'm, I've never had anxiety. I now get anxiety, like, leading up um, to my period. Because we've become our mothers. Because I've become my mother. So I now get anxiety with that. They gave me medicine. It's, it's working great. But uh, I... Go to a, I may go to um, an island if I become my mother during menopause. Yeah. It's that. Just sit there. The anxiety thing is like nutso. Like it just came out. Like all of a sudden I was getting wicked, wicked. I think I said it to you one day at work. Like I was like, I don't know why. I'm like so anxious. Like I'm so anxious. I have like running thoughts and like, like out of nowhere. It's like the seven to ten days before my period. And then I go. Well, it's, it's the T-Rex. I want to eat my young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not pleasant like the day before, but the <laughs> 10 days before, the anxiety is like, it's insane. Like, and all, it, I wake up and it's there. And I then once I get my period, it's gone. Okay. Like, it's yeah. no, bizarre. I, I want to eat my young. Hmm. Okay, so conditions like cancer or hysterectomy or smokers tend to increase the severity and duration of the symptoms. Oh. Would we like to go over the symptoms of menopause? Yeah. By all means, let me give you the symptoms. Of Please menopause. let me know what I'm looking forward to. Oh, this is it's it's a long list, and um, after <laughs> and brutal. Babies, it's a great list. Let's just say that. Okay. okay, are we ready? Yes. Okay, they can include which the infamous hot flashes, mm -hmm. night sweats, and flushing. Nice. I was speaking to one of the nurses we work with, and she's like, "I was scrubbed in lead, and I got oh. a hot flash." She's like. I was begging for cold water. She's like, you can't even, I can't even, I felt like I was burning from the inside mm -hmm. out. I remember. I fortunately have not had those yet. I have had the night sweats, but not the hot flash. My mother, I can vividly remember her. She was a teacher when we were getting ready to go to school and she was standing at my back door. Like, I remember this like it mm -hmm. was yesterday. And she's standing at my back door and it was in the winter. So she had her winter coat on and we're like getting our bags, whatever. She's like, are you ready? Yeah, we're coming. All of a sudden she's, she's ripping her jacket like she's trying she's unzipping her jacket she's like oh my god i'm dying i'm dying and we're like oh okay you know she's in the zipper gets stuck i have never seen somebody so panicked in their life like oh my god oh my god like she's ripping the jacket <laughs> trying to get it off her and we're like what are you doing like you know we were like middle school like she's ripping it everywhere. i'm like oh my god she could not get out of the stupid jacket she was burning up if that i will that's never me, forget that that's me at 2 a.m Oh. It snowed last night and my windows were open in the bedroom. Oh. Because oh. I melt. Yeah. And it doesn't help my husband's a fucking heater. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I can't I can't breathe. I can't sleep. Windows are open. Cats. I'm like, get the cats out of here. Get the blankets off. I'm sweating. Yeah. I've literally had to change my clothes in the middle of the night because I'm sweating. Oh. oh. Insomnia goes with those night sweats. Oh good. Probably because you're soaking wet. You're on fire. <laughs> You're in fucking fight, which is why you're not sleeping. Yeah. Deanna, you need to leave the room. Okay. Because now we're getting into vaginal dryness, which is not um, compatible with sex after menopause. No. But we'll discuss how we'll fix that. Okay. 
weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to stay ahead of the curve. Trying to stay ahead of the we're curve. We're trying. I'm trying to yep. take it off now. Yep. Because my metabolism um, on a good... I could. I mean, I could eat a bag of chips and not think twice about oh, it. Oh, yeah. The older I get, the slower it gets. And now mm-hmm. after the age of 45, which I don't know who's after the age of 45 because no. it couldn't possibly be me. But after the age of 45, it's like I put it in reverse. Oh. If I look at the brownies, I've put on five pounds. So... I'm trying to take the weight off now because yeah. when I go into full menopause, I don't want to be 15 pounds behind right, the curve. Right. Okay. So weight gain, mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, uh-huh. which you spoke about, yep. difficulty concentrating, mm-hmm. memory problems, which also come after having a baby. Yeah. Something with these hormones make you forget Everything. your name. Yeah. Um, reduced libido or sex drive. Kids will do that to you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to have sex when you have three children in the house. Yeah. And they're all on high alert. <laughs> Dry skin, mouth, and eyes. Everything just dries up. Yep. yep. You shrivel up like a prune. Yep. All right. Increased urination, oh. which happens after babies as well. Mm-hmm. And I do get up. I got up three times the other night to pee. <laughs> I mean, you have to, like, literally everybody you know over the age of, like, we'll say 45, is like, well, I mean, I sleep fine, but I get up five times to pee. I'm like, yeah. why are you peeing so much at night? Like, why Why don't you just be I before you go to bed? Times the other. But you know what? That's okay because I'm beating my husband to the bathroom with his prostate. Oh, good. So he's peeing 52 <laughs> times a night, too. It's great. It's great. We, I mean, we should just put your uh, catheters in. Yeah. All right. Sore or tender breasts, which I'm feeling oh. down somewhere around my waist now anyway. So if I just wrap them up in a belt, I won't feel yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. Racing heart. Mm-hmm. UTIs. Ooh. Reduced muscle mass, painful of stiff joints. I've been feeling that for years. Reduced bone mass, mm-hmm. less full breasts, which we've already we discussed already have less full pregnancy. Breasts. We already have. So I don't know why we're talking about. Maybe it. people who don't have babies, then they right. get less. They full finally notice. We all catch up at some point. Exactly. We're all all even out eventually. <laughs> now you don't have them. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have kids for a shitty body, well, you get a shitty body in menopause. Yeah. All right. Hair thinning a loss. Lovely, because it's already thinning. growth in other areas of the body, such as the face, neck, chest, and upper back. Oh, Can't wait no. for that. What my upper back? Fucking wait for the billy goat on my chin. Oh. Then nobody's going to want to kiss me because they can feel the bristles coming out. No, I That's won't let you walk around like that. Yeah, it's going to be great. So complications of um, menopause. 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 All right, so you talked about a nice wide vagina. Yeah. We're going to talk about... A tiny atrophied vagina, because it's all going to shrivel up on itself nice. in menopause. Good times. Oh, so for like a week, it's probably back to perfect, and then it goes. Yeah. And then the he's shriveled up. Yeah. That he's just not going to get in, which would then cause painful intercourse. Yeah. Slower metabolism, mm-hmm. which means you're um, not burning any calories at all. In fact, if you look at a bag of chips, you're going to put on five pounds. Yeah. Osteoporosis. Also mm-hmm. known as bone loss. Mm-hmm. Mood or sudden emotional changes. Yeah. My mother. <laughs> yes. I think that's going to be my number one. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, yeah. nice to you one second, ready to slit your throat the next. Unbelievable. I have a feeling that's coming my way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm telling you, my kids are going to be like, Mom, Mom, get out. Because mm-hmm. I know how many I'm going to get my period, let alone. Yeah. When this is a full-time job. Hopefully mine will be like in college or out by then, so they won't have to live with me. Yeah, no. No, I think I think mine are going to get the brunt. Yeah. Okay, and heart blood vessel disease. Oh, lovely. Which I did know, like, mm-hmm. you're, 
as much as you hate having your period, it does keep you vital and young. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's important to know menopause is the natural process that happens when ovaries age and produce less hormones. Mm -hmm. It can be confirmed with the blood test, like a P-I-C-O-A-M-H, yeah, okay. whatever, a thyroid test, blood lipid test, liver, liver function test, kidney function test, oh. and a hormone test. Treatments. Hmm. We're going to go back in time, like Wayne's World. We're going to go back in time to how treatments used to be before women in menopause. Because women got up the like, shit stick um, from day one. Insane asylums? So, oh, that was part of it. If okay. your husband, if you were going through menopause and your husband thought you were nuts, he just signed your way and stuck in Are you asylum. kidding? I would have been gone years ago. That was like in the 50s. I, but he would have, I would have been, he'd lock me up. Wow. The day, I mean, the day before, at least. He would definitely have me locked up. <laughs> I don't know. I think Brian would be too afraid to lock me up because he knew I, I'd get out today. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to come back home and that's not going to Yeah, out. he knows I'm going to get out. <laughs> so back in the day, doctors would prescribe a... Mm -hmm, of course, I can't read my writing. A mix of carbonated sodas. Oh. Some added belladonna placed at the pit of the stomach. Belladonna, for people who don't know, is um, a nightshade mm -hmm. kind of a plant that's poisonous. Mm -hmm. So they would prescribe a poisonous plant to sit on your stomach. Some would advise vaginal lead injections. Lovely. Lead. We're just going to kill you. We're just going to let you die. Yeah. As yeah. if the pressure isn't enough, we're going to add lead to it and we're just going to seal that shit off. God. All right. Others were given opium and morphine or a chloric ether in distilled water. I'm down for those. I mean, that doesn't yeah. sound too Just awful. Just knock you out until yeah. it's over. Yeah. There were flavored powders made with pulverized cow ovaries. Why? And, well, because the whole replacement. For the replacement. Cows. Cow ovaries. Oh. And tonics made from testicular juice. Nice. I guess they called it nut juice. <laughs> all the rage now all these nut, nut juices juice. everywhere i'm gonna give you a big glass of nut juice oh god uh, in the 1930s hormone replacement therapy started becoming available mm -hmm. today's treatments range from hormone replacement to natural replacements you can take different vitamins they can give you premarin they can mm -hmm. give you all kinds of shit mm -hmm. um there are medications to treat the other symptoms like minoxidil for thinning thinning hair mm -hmm. Um, I can't read it, but it's a topical cream for unwanted hair growth. So you can also get a waxing. Yeah. SSRIs for depression. Yeah. Non-hormonal vaginal moisturizers, also known as KY. Ospemethin, I can't pronounce it, for vaginal dryness. Okay. Or antibodies, I mean antibiotics for UTIs. Mm -hmm. Ways to help with your symptoms of menopause. Okay. If you tell me to meditate, I will lose my mind. If you ever tell you what? To meditate, I will lose my mind. Well, actually, oh, okay. relaxation techniques yeah, are number one. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> that just makes me more mad. Don't go with Adrian. That just makes me more aggravated. Yep. No, if no, I could no, relax, no. I would. Oh, just relax. I can't. Just relax. Michael. What is the quickest way for me to grab a knife yeah. and stab you in the face? Tell, tell me to relax. relax. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Just calm down. Yeah. I will kill you for yeah. those two words. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell care. me about the relaxation. <laughs> yeah, let's relax over that. Okay. 
skincare, uh-huh. over-the-counter uh, sleep medications for will temporarily help. Mm-hmm. Quit smoking. Limit your alcohol. I will need both of those when I go through menopause. Mm-hmm. Exercise and manage your weight. Mm-hmm. And communicate your needs, Laura. Tell your husband how you're feeling. Oh, I tell him how I'm feeling. Right. I, that's I don't not think a my husband ever. wants to hear any more of my no, needs. No. He, he knows exactly how I'm feeling <laughs> at all times of the day. You can take natural supplements like vitamin C. Um, vitamin C? Is that what you said? Vitamin E. Oh, vitamin I lied. Vitamin E. I couldn't tell. It like blurred out. Yep. Melatonin. Oh. Flaxseed. Mm-hmm. There's another one that likes, looks like isoflurane, but that's an anesthetic drug, yeah, so I don't, I don't think that's what you take. <laughs> I, I don't know what to put in there. Okay. It can't be isoflurane. So maybe it's isoflavone? We'll, we'll say that. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. So don't Don't, don't take it. Maybe don't take it. No. no. Um, so now we're going to talk about sex after menopause. With your jo- dry, shrunken vagina. <laughs> With your dry, little, pruny vagina. Okay? Yeah. So, post menopausal women may mm-hmm. notice that they're not easily aroused mm-hmm. and may be less sensitive to touching and stroking. Okay. Get the fuck away from me! I'll show you sensitive. <laughs> so, I'm sitting in the lounge, right, with two women uh-huh. the other night. One of them is Perry, menopausal, uh-huh. and the other one is menopausal. Like, she's done. She's been done uh-huh. for years, right? So, I'm writing the episode out as I'm talking to them, and one of them's like, well, you know, if things are done right, you don't need lube. No. And the other woman's like, let me tell you, honey, one day he's going to go down there and it's going to feel like Edward Scissorhands. No. Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't oh, stop laughing. Oh, my God. I was like, honey, that is going in the room. That's going in. I'm using it. Edward Scissorhands. Oh. Yep. Oh. Ouch, 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 ouch. Awful. So, some factors for Edward Scissorhands' feelings would be because your hormone levels have depleted mm-hmm. or are declining. You are depressed, which is why the thought of him touching you makes you sick. Yeah. Um, you could have a physical illness and medication, stress, stress and anxiety, and relationship strains. Because regardless of what you are going through, men decline as well. Right. We'll talk about that later because yeah. there is such a thing called manopause. Okay? Mm-hmm. So ways, my daughter's still in the room, ways to aid arousal and orgasm. Oh, okay. she's going to get a little education. <laughs> she doesn't even know what life is yet. <laughs> okay. So rediscover what libido means to you. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Hopefully wow. you're empty nesters and your kids are out of the house so you can. Yeah. All right? Find new ways to transform arousal in moments of exciting Things like pelvic physical therapy what? or laser ray vaginal rejuvenation. Bum bum bum, which you I do guess physical makes therapy to have sex. shriveled up thing bigger. You do physical therapy to have sex. Yep. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you go to your therapist, like, can you help me with these kegels? Yeah. Okay. So technology and medication, also known as vibrators and lubes, can keep up with arousal. Mm-hmm. Change your routines, your sexual Ooh, routines. Change it up. So, yeah, stop at the five minute, like, let's get this over with. Spice it up. Oh. Okay? Yeah. Focus on foreplay. <laughs> Who has that kind of time? Well, right. I mean, when you're older, you do have more time. I got shit to do. <laughs> I got shit to do. All right, so you can bring in the cavalry for support. Oh. Yeah. You can have a plethora of therapies, medications, and resources for women. 
which means go up to Amazing Video mm -hmm. and see what they have on the wall, because mm -hmm. they have a whole wall called Dawn's Alone. <laughs> All right? How do I know? Because my husband took me in there because I wanted to see it. I got to the Dawn wall, and I was laughing so hard he dragged me out of there because he was embarrassed. Are you kidding? Because there was a wall that was literally labeled Dawn's. I don't even know what a Dawn is compared to everything else. We went one time my friend had a breakup. <laughs> Like real upset, so like the ten of us get in the car and we all go to like amazing or wherever. We're morons, you know. We're what? We're we're having a blast, and they're probably like, "Get out! Like get out!" I literally, my husband dragged me out, tears running down my face because I could not stop laughing at the shit that was in that store. Yeah. I am not the person to take this. No, you are out. not. <laughs> That's what we did for her breakup. Oh well, you know what? Whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes. So. I went into sex after menopause, mm -hmm. which we discussed a little bit, and it brought me to the villages. I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the villages in Florida. And um, the villages in Florida. I think it should be renamed Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, no. Um, we, so I'm reading it, and there's accounts of all these old people having sex in the weirdest places. Oh. Old Shriveled up, pruny people. No. One couple got bagged in the gazebo. Oh. Like in the middle of the place. That's real open. They've named a drink after them. Sex on the green or something like that. Oh my god. And like you see her picture, her mugshot, <gasps> and she specifically put out a picture of her when she looks all done up. Oh, yeah. So that, because her mugshot, she's crying, her mascara's down her face. She's got to be like 60. Well, that's not that. I mean, 60's not that old. It's not that old, but I don't think the guy was 60. I think she got a younger buck. Oh. Oh, well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sex on golf court carts. That's the big thing. They're having sex in the golf carts on the villages. Oh my God. Are they privately owned golf carts? You shouldn't no, do that on no, public no. golf carts. So, I think what, in case you don't know what the villages are, because mm -hmm. I did run into people who hadn't heard of them, mm -hmm. the villages are this community in Florida that is for, I think it's 50 and older, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's known for its wild parties, wow. sex on golf carts. Like, if you're widowed male and you're 50, you are going to get some action at the villages. All right. Um, I had heard that the STDs in the villages were skyrocketing. Uh -huh. But according to some of these articles... Um, there, it's not any worse than any other area of Florida. But these people are getting it on in the villages. Oh, I've heard STDs in nursing homes. Yeah. Sky what are they going to lose? What are they going to lose? <coughs> I mean, well, I mean, whatever. But they got nothing else. I mean, by the time HIV kills them, they'll be dead from a stroke anyway. Have you ever smelled a nursing home? Yeah. Yes, I have. I couldn't be. We would go, my poor grandmother had Alzheimer's and she was in there for like 10 years, like in almost a comatose state. And you'd go there and like, you know, they'd be eating them and people would be eating there or the nurse. And I'm like, I couldn't ever, I can't nope. even drink nope, here stop. because of the smell. Like I couldn't even have water. But you know what? When you're 80, that might be an aphrodisiac. Maybe. That Maybe. smell of Bengay mm. and dirty diapers. And death. That might get death. some people going. Yeah. You know, get yeah. a little bump, chicka bump, bump. You know, they stroll in on their walker with the little tennis balls on the end. Mm -hmm. Hey, baby, how you doing? Mm -hmm. And she's all in her little 
house coat with mm-hmm. her slippers and her varicose veins thinking, yeah, baby, let's get this going. I cannot. Yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Nope. No. Nope, 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 nope. I Shop's have closed seen at some point. old vagina. Yeah. I have seen old penis and balls. Mm-hmm. None of it appeals to me. No. Balls that have hung as low as the knees. Like, yeah. nope. No. Nope. Nothing sexy about that. Not and as you had once pointed out, six-year-old ass is six-year-old ass. It is. Whether you <laughs> fit or not, it is. It's yep. just... Nothing not, attractive about no. that. No. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. I mean, maybe I'll feel different when I'm 80, but I don't know. I'm no, not you don't want him 80. I'll be the one chasing the 25-year-old. I know. Like, oh, like I don't want this guy. He's 80. I don't want him. Come on, it's smaller. It'll make you feel good. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Yeah. So we are going to have an interview with a girlfriend of mine. Mm-hmm. She is actually the woman who gave me the idea to do menopause. Because mm-hmm. at the time I was starting the podcast, she was like, you've got to do a menopause episode. And she had a rough time through menopause. Yeah. She's hysterical. She used to be my boot camp instructor. And um, we used to swear at each other because she'd tell me to do 10 jumping jacks and I'd tell her to go fuck herself. <laughs> Um, and she would yell at me and I would do the 10 jumping jacks and we had a very good relationship that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I love her to death mm-hmm. and we're going to attach that interview on. Okay. And so people know they're not alone while they're going through these really difficult times with menopause because mm-hmm. it isn't a good time. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's just a huge reminder. You're getting old. Well, I think, I think, I think that's what it is. It. Like, oh, my youth is done. Yeah. You I'm know? done. Yeah. I'm not fertile. I'm osteoporotic yeah. now. And the next thing is death. That's yeah. how I feel like about menopause. Yeah. I know there's like a 30 to 40 year gap between right. them. But it's just that little subtle reminder of you're not young anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I really don't want to grow hair out of my chin. I will not let you walk around with hair growing out of your chin. Thank you very much. Pluck yeah. it for me. I yeah. pluck my mother. Please yeah. pluck for me. Yeah. If my daughter doesn't do it. Yes. Okay. So we asked for emails about your mother. bottom. Yep. Your Mother's Day stories or anything relating to women, really. Um, and we got one. So this email um, says, I was not on birth control after I had my daughter. And then we just. She dis- wasn't on birth control? She was not. Okay. And, and then I just. Then we decided, oh, I should have birth control. So instead of going on birth control pills, I started using the sponge, which worked great. It went in, had no problems. Oh, I wouldn't want to have to dig it in and out. I don't even, I can't even fathom. No. Um, so she had no problems. I was in bed one night after a month of me using it. It's not like it was a new thing. So I'd been using this sponge birth control for months and I was in bed one night and I sneezed. Well, that sponge shot out of me and ended up down by my ankles. <laughs> and it ended up where? Down by her ankles. <laughs> I never laughed so hard in my life and my husband was beside me and I don't know if he was sleeping or not but he woke up to me laughing hysterically because I had sneezed this sponge right out of my vajayjay okay (laughs) that's my story and that's from Kathy Kathy that's that's a good one that's a good one I can honestly say although I will (laughs) say I went to the beach and I had a tampon in I think it was when we were in Myrtle Beach Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> I know this. And I had a tampon in, and we went to a water park. Yeah. 
and the pressure from one of the slides <laughs> I forgot this <laughs> jammed that thing so far up I thought I was gonna have to go to the ER I literally looked at Laura's like I can't find it and you were like what I'm like I can't find it I might have to have my husband go after <laughs> I found it everything came out great well good this was the opposite problem apparently yeah so, but I think, I actually think I was at the beach and it popped out once and it was in my bathing suit. And I was like, what's oh, this? God. <laughs> I was like, what the? I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> it was disgusting. So happy Mother's Day. Parents <laughs> like a hot dog in a hallway. Anyway, <laughs> three kids, that thing what is going I, I need menopause to shrink it up. Yep. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Happy Mother's Day. And um, we have the great interview coming in, so check it out. And um, we'll see you guys a, We'll see you guys on Father's Day, too. Yep. <laughs> Send in the stories. Yeah, we'll take your stories. All right, bye. Bye. All right, so we are doing a special uh, interview today with my girlfriend, Emily. Um, Emily used to kick my ass every day during boot camp, and I was her biggest complainer. Um, her biggest, I, I would say her biggest pussy in the class. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I love her for it. And when I was putting the podcast together, I went to dinner with a bunch of the boot camp girls. Emily was there. And one of the first things she said was, you have to do a menopause episode. You have to do a menopause episode. So Emily, hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Oh, I love having you on. I'm telling you. So we talked about on the episode, the signs, the symptoms, and this and that. I want you to go over your experience with it. And I ask you because I know you had a hard time with it. That's why I'm interviewing you specifically. Yeah. So um, I was laughing the other day with my husband because um, he said, so explain to me how many good days you actually have, you know, <laughs> um, because I, I think really he was trying to find his window of opportunity because mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I was basically saying to him, like, okay, so if we look at a regular month, like 30 days in a month, mm -hmm. there's probably five good days that I have. Oh. The, the rest are filled with some form of perimenopause or I think now, Nick, since I've last spoken to you, I think I've, I've actually ventured into actual menopause because my periods are so erratic as well. So I'm, I'm kind of like floating into it, if mm -hmm. you will. <laughs> um, it, it, it has consumed me, to be honest. Like I, I own a fitness studio, so I used to train Nicole. And literally every day I train, we have a menopausal story that comes into the studio. Oh. Like... Um, I think I had looked up that maybe there are like 15 symptoms of menopause and I probably have 13 of them, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it is kicking the crap out of me. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So let's start, let's start with the physical. You get the hot flashes. I get the hot flashes, which, uh, my kids think are hysterical because, I'm usually a person that's freezing all the time. And yeah, right. I literally, we will be in the dead of winter. We'll be driving in the car and I'll be like, roll down the window, roll down the window. <laughs> I'm dying. You know, and I just, I feel like I'm like losing total control. So hot flashes are a check. Uh, bed sweats, check for me. Yeah. Um, irritability, check for me. Um, Let's say tiredness, like 
such fatigue that comes over me during this time. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty active You're like person. a ball of energy, so to hear that's crazy. Yeah, and I just, I mean, yeah, I can go and I can uh, teach a bunch of classes, and then literally right after that, I need like a two-hour nap oh. afterwards. Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, it, it, it genuinely is, is kicking the crap out of me. I mean, certainly exercise does help mm-hmm. put some of the symptoms at bay. Um, staying really hydrated has helped me a lot. Getting into, like, figuring out my new normal with menopause. I mean, forget corona. <laughs> menopause. <I> mean, <laughs> it was harder than corona. And I think that for, I feel so bad for any man that has to be locked up with a menopausal woman right now. Like, I really do. Um, I'll drug my husband but, now. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, the... Um, I'd say that the hardest thing for me is just the um, the lack of consistency with it. Like one minute I can be fine and then the next minute I can be, you know, crying my eyes out. And, and I know why. I mean, like I've gone through PMS enough now in my life that I understand why. But it just you feel like you have no sense of control in your life. Um, now, is it like PMS on crack? Yes, yes, that's exactly what it's like. It is like PMS on crack. And I, In the I last few years? <laughs> yeah, I had terrible PMS. Um, so I think that, you know, I don't think menopause is going to be uh, an easy road for me. Um, right. It was funny, I was looking, at, I don't know if you guys have talked about any of the, like, the treatments or anything for it, but um, you know how Alexa kind of picks up everything that you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, so um, Alexa, you know, so again, I talk about it all the time because I'm constantly trying to figure out, you know, either home remedies or things that I can <laughs> I can do to get through this a little bit easier. And mm-hmm. um, next thing I know, on my computer is like all these ads from Mary Lou Retton with like, <laughs> and I just 1984, Mary Lou Retton. Yeah, so I was convinced. I'm like, oh my god. This is going to be the be-all, end-all, because I was a gymnast. Mary Lou was a a gymnast. She knows exactly what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I have yet to purchase Mary Lou's product, but I am... uh, It's it's on your Alexa. You're ready. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you feel like? Do you feel the anxiety? Do you feel like... When you first started, did you know what it was when it was happening? Like, did you feel like you were losing your mind? What was going on there? Yeah, so for me, it started first with the bed sweats, um, mm-hmm. and and that was, you know, that was really just, you just feel awful, obviously. I mean, you're like, you know, you wake up, you're, you're cold, and you're hot, then you're, you know, and obviously you don't feel attractive, you just, so that was kind of the, the first piece of it, you know, like I was, my kids want to buy me those purple sheets, um, there's like an ad for them. It's like, do you sweat the bed? And they're like, oh, my mom sweats the bed. <laughs> I have. It's, it was snowing the other night. And my windows were wide open. My husband's like, it's a little cold in here. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, <laughs> I know. So I um, I didn't get I didn't get the anxiety right away. That kind of came later, and that that piece kind of comes and goes for me. Um, it, it you know, it's very. It's very cyclical for me it's like Mm -hmm. I can get the severe bed sweats and like feel really just shaky and just like 
very foggy, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not remembering like where I parked my car kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. driving and I'll kind of be like, oh shit, where am I going? And <laughs> it's always connected with menopause. Like it's always connected to it. Like, um, and so those were kind of the first symptoms for me. And then, um, I just started getting like, then the irritability kind of came. So, um, I felt that piece really start to increase, like when I was going through kind of a menopausal episode, which is what I now call them. Um, <laughs> I, I would just get really short tempered, like real. And- See, now I'm like that on a good day. That's what I'm I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm irritable on a good day. <laughs> well, that's that's why I say to my husband, I'm like, watch me during those five good days, so then we really know who I am, you know. <laughs> And, and then we can balance it against those five good days. Um, but, yeah, he um, he likes to say he sleeps with one eye open during those 45 days. God bless. Just keep shopping things away from you, right? Yeah, he's not he's not sure, you know. And, um, and again, Are you I finding... like... Go ahead. No, I, like, one of the things that was frustrating for me is you know, I think you and I talked about it. Like, when you read about menopause, it says, like, okay, keep a healthy diet. Work out as much as you can. I mean, no one you was working that. out more than I was or eating healthier, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. um, yes, those things would, they would maybe help in a tiny bit, but it was, you know, it's just like endorphins. Like, you get this rush of endorphins, and then once the workout was over, it was like, I was eating myself out of house and home. I was cranky. I was tired. I was all these things. So, like, I felt like I had to just, like, go run on a treadmill to be able to live my life, you know? Oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. Um, what did you, how did you do with the weight gain? Because you, I've, as long as I've known you, you have been tiny, petite, fit. You worked very hard to get there, but you have always been very in shape. Are you yeah, finding so any weight gain with it? I have, and, you know, this is when your callers are going to go, oh, fuck her, you know? <laughs> like, I'm done listening to her. And so my weight gain is, is about five pounds that I gain. But okay. everyone on this podcast should know that I'm almost a legal-sized dwarf. I mean, I'm only... Excuse me, tiny. Tiny. So I'm only, like, 4'11 and 3 quarters. So that five pounds on me is, like, 10 pounds on a normal-sized person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, no matter what you do... You cannot get it off during this time. So, you know, what I tell a lot of my clients is stay active, stay connected to a fitness routine. Because one of the things that I am fortunate is that I trained a lot of women when I was younger, before I went through menopause. I trained a lot of women who had gone through it. And they could not lose that weight, no matter what we did. And if you can verify that if I find out you need to lose weight, I'm going to kick your ass and do it absolutely 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 and the reason i'm not 200 pounds is because of you <laughs> yeah. and no matter what i did these women couldn't lose the weight but they did stay on track with their fitness and once they were done with menopause the pounds came off so all right so there is hope on the other end i do feel like that is a silver lining i think you've got to stay active you've got to still try and uh build your muscle you know create that muscle so that will help mm-hmm. with the fat burning so I do think that that it is frustrating that during this time you may not see the weight come off, but I have I've seen so many women who um, have continued to stay 
connected to a, our fitness routine. And then when they are done with menopause, the weight does come off. So I'm glad to hear that. That gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope that gives everybody hope. Um, Do you, um, you feel like that also helps them with the symptoms you said, the working out? I know when you said you stopped working out, you were like, yeah, no, it's right back, but... Yeah, do you feel the I, mean, I, that helps? I do. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of it. I'm a huge proponent of group fitness, especially because I think that part of what we need with this and part of why I'm so excited that you're doing this is I think we need to talk about this more. You know, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of women who are going through this and they feel like they're alone or they feel embarrassed to share some of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are all struggling with this in a variety of different ways. And I, mm-hmm. I have found that in my fitness classes, when we talk about it and when we can laugh about it and kind of make fun of it, it, it does make everybody feel a little better and even just a little bit more hopeful that, okay, you know what, we're going to get through this. Like, yeah, I think and I can really attest cool. that these fitness classes, we talked about everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we covered everything. There was no whole spot. Yeah, and that's um, why I, I love what you guys are doing. I mean, I think it's, like, that first step in, like, sharing the truth, you know? Yeah. And, like, peeling back the curtain a little bit and being, like, listen, like, we are all struggling with something. So, mm-hmm. like, share your real, you know, because... Um, yeah. And you said this has been going on for you for a couple of years, right? It isn't like... Yeah. It's not like it's a quick process. No, no. That was the biggest, um, you know, the the biggest aha moment for me because, you know, I go to my mom about this stuff and she's like, oh, I don't really remember going through yeah. it like that. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, I do remember as a little girl, she slept with like a fan, you know, like a handheld <laughs> fan. So, um, she my mother thinks she went through it like Cinderella. Yeah. She's yeah, like, oh, it was like, like the, the, you know, the birds were singing to her and everything. I'm like, you were more like Maleficent. You were vicious. Yeah, I mean, even as I'm, even like with the grays that I'm getting, she's I don't recall graying as early as you oh. are. You know? Oh, nice. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. So I, um, I was a little bit shocked at, you know, it started for me at 45, and I'm 49 now. So, so you're still... Yeah, I've been in the throes of this, uh, for, for a good, you know, four years. And uh, supposedly, like, when I talked to my doctor about it, she thinks that I have another good year left in me. <laughs> oh. So, so reassuring. That's not encouraging. It's like, <laughs> it's like one of those things where, you know, you want her to be like, you've got a lot of time left. But instead, she's like, you've got at least another good year of this to go, Emily. You're really, you know. That's oh, so, a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I think I think around fifty is when she thinks that I will, you know. Um, Stop. Now, again, though, like the good side is my friends that are in their mid to late fifties that have gone through this, they feel amazing on the other side. Oh, I bet you it's like freedom. Yeah, I mean, they said it's like going through a cleanse, you know. <laughs> and <it's> just... <laughs> so. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I just, uh, I just keep, you know, kind of hoping, like, okay, there. When I get on the other side, it's like fifty is going to be fucking awesome. No, fifty is a new thirty, man. Yes, I am going to crush fifty. So, are you taking anything to help you get through it? I'm not right now. I, um, I take a 
low dose of citalopram that I used to take mm-hmm. for uh, PMS. Mm-hmm. And that, or fetalopram, I don't know. You nurses will have to correct me on my drug usage here. But, um, <laughs> I am not the person to correct you on that. <laughs> and, um, and I will say that that has helped. That's definitely that edge that I talk about where, you know, uh-huh. I'm on the verge of perhaps killing someone. Um, that... <laughs> That has, that has taken the edge off a little bit for me, and that has really helped. And I think I take about 10 milligrams. Um, but I say that, and then I also want to put that little asterisk, because on those days where, like, the menopause decides to just rear its ugly head, mm-hmm. yeah. nothing, nothing is helping me, you know? Really? Yeah, I haven't, um, again, I haven't tried my Mary Lou Retton magic potion yet, <laughs> which... Um, <laughs> If you come out in a white bodysuit with red the stars and stripes on it, we're gonna have a problem. Okay, you cut your hair real short. I'm gonna chop my hair and I'm just gonna, you know The big toothy grin of hers. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I haven't um I haven't tried that yet. But you know, I do the herbal teas and I um I eat a a very healthy diet. I mean, I'm not um You always have those. for women going through it or potentially getting ready to go through it that you may know that are not far behind you? Well, I would say talk about it, you mm-hmm. know, and um, enlighten your husband about <laughs> what is uh, coming. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I think that it can really um, do a number on you, you know, just emotionally, and I don't think that you're at your best self, and I think that they need to understand it's really not about them. Like, even though you may want to rip yeah. their head off, mm-hmm. it's it's not about them. And I think the more you can just sort of be open about it and just, you know, let people know, like, hey, listen, I'm going through menopause. Like, I'm not my best self right now. I'm not in the best place. So, you know, bear with me. Um, and right. I, would, I would encourage people to exercise. I really, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm a fitness instructor, but I just think that, especially because of that weight gain piece. That piece can really bring you down. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that if you can just hold on to that notion of, okay, if I just stay strong during this and I keep fit and I keep my cardio endurance and all those wonderful things, that on the other side, my body will repay me by getting rid of this extra weight. Mm-hmm. So, Well, thank you, Emily, for joining us on this. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to my 50s now. <laughs> well, I'll look at menopause at 65, lucky me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just made you look forward to 50. Yeah, I can't wait. For, actually, my kids will be out of the house by then, too, so that's another reason I'm looking forward to 50s. <laughs> I told you, it's the new 30s. Brian and I are going to be traveling the world. Here you Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you. I'll be right there with you. All right. Thank you for everything. Thank I appreciate you. you coming on the show. Um, and yeah. the insight. I know there's plenty of women we could go to, but um, you always have a good way of saying it and a nice approach to it. So I'm, I'm glad to get your experience. Well, thank and, you. And uh, 
hopefully I'm going to get help. the boot camp with you. <laughs> yes, hopefully I helped a little bit and added a little humor to it. because I, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll call you in a year when you're on the other side. Excellent. We'll do yeah, an update yeah, next let's year. talk at 50. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I love you, kid. I'll talk to you later on. Love you too, honey. All right, bye, girls. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.